Coming up, the Padres go back-to-back for a walk-off win, and there's home runs galore across the rest of the league. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Local experts joining us to go over the biggest stories in baseball and recap all of the games for you from yesterday. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Padres got their first walk-off win of the 2023 season in very dramatic fashion, no doubt the best game of the night yesterday. Locked On Padres ecstatic after the win. Locked On Diamondbacks goes over a heartbreaker. Ha so Kim. What's up, everybody? Javier Reyes here of the Lockdown Padres podcast. First Padres walk-off of the year, 5-4. Thanks to some late-inning heroics from people you wouldn't expect. David Dahl with a pinch-hitting home run. Uh, really happy for him. And then Ha Sung Kim, who I've I've seen some of you. I've seen some of you people on Padres Twitter try to trade him. Uh, hits a home run to walk it off. Super happy for him. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch of the Padres. Just immaculate vibes. And also in this game, um, Ryan Weathers. Nothing crazy. Only had two strikeouts. Went five innings. Gave up like a couple hits or whatever. Wasn't amazing. Didn't light put any. You know, he's not going to be something we're talking about for years. But uh, much better considering the last time we saw Ryan Weathers. He was giving up like eight runs again. So that was really cool. And uh, the Padres, it's really cool. Kind of the official first instance of Slam Diego. Juan Soto hitting his first home run of the season. That's how cool this was. Juan Soto somehow forgotten in the background. So this was a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about it as the week goes along. Hopefully we keep the momentum going against the D-backs. They're a very good team. And uh, until then, stay faithful. It's a new season, but the same story with D-backs closers as they rip our hearts out again in the ninth inning as the team falls to the San Diego Padres 5-4. to four. Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamond backs here i thought i was going to come on today's now and talk about how the d-backs in their second straight game had ninth inning magic because evan longoria with the game tied in the top of the ninth went yard to give the d-backs the lead the newcomer was able to clutch it out and put the d-backs on top but in the bottom of the ninth inning Scott McGuff, our new closer, was not able to hold it down as he gave up back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the ninth. And the D-backs fans go from feeling euphoric to feeling dreadful in about 15 minutes. The pitching overall was good. Ryan Nelson was solid. The bullpen held it down till the ninth inning. Offense needs to do a better job, but the D-backs have at least another shot against the San Diego Padres tomorrow and you Darvish to tie up the series and maybe they could go back to back with series ties to start the season. The Phillies went winless in their first series of the year and they failed to find victory as they fell to the Yankees on Monday. Locked on Yankees is in to go over all the details from the winning side. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Phillies 8-1 behind a strong pitching performance from Nestor Cortez, who was making his season debut in cleats with mustaches all over them, because of course he did. He pitched five innings, gave up one run on seven hits, struck out three, looked pretty good. Uh, The star of the game, Gleyber Torres. He was two for two with three walks three walks. He also hit a home run, which was his 100th of his career. And uh, he is hitting 333 on the season so far. Pretty good. And uh, anyone else hit a home run? Oh, right. Anthony Rizzo. He hit a home run also, his first one of the season. So it was a good game all around for the Yankees. And Clay Holmes rebounded from his 
meh performance on Saturday <laughs> and pitched without incident in the ninth inning. So we'll have everything you need to know about this game on the next Locked on Yankees. So tune in. It may have taken a while, but Cleveland got things done on the road in a high-scoring affair in Oakland. Locked on Guardians breaks things down late night. It might be one in the morning, but we still have a Guardians win to talk about. This is the team that just never would give up. They kept coming back. Uh, pitching was not there tonight. We had Zach Plesak with struggles from the beginning. Uh, the bullpen, Xavier Curry did a very nice job. Manuel Classe had the rare rough outing, but they just kept coming back, kept piling in, piling on. Uh, everyone stepped up and produced. You know, even the bottom of the lineup continues to get on base and create havoc. Josh Naylor had a big home run. It was a freezing cold night, but it could not freeze the Guardians' bats. They win this one 12-11, I believe, in the end. Uh, again, a game that ended at 1 a.m. Eastern time. The Guardians have now set a record for the most consecutive victories in Oakland. And they are now 4-1. That's right, you're 4-1 Cleveland Guardians. Have another game with Oakland that they should win tomorrow, and then another one after that that they should win. 6-1. Let's end the uh, road trip 6-1. and one. Cleveland Guardians, again, are your winners with an offense that just couldn't be stopped. The Dodgers got a win over the Rockies yesterday. Locked on Dodgers happy with that victory, but a little bit of frustration with the umpires. It's been a boomer bust season so far, and this was definitely a boom. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked on Dodgers. Dodgers pounded the Rockies. The story for a while in the fifth inning was the home plate umpire. He handed the Rockies four runs in the top of the fifth, and then he handed the Dodgers seven runs in the bottom of the fifth. Obviously, a lot of hits led to those runs, but uh, some questionable calls by the umpire. And man, I can't wait for robot umps when balls are balls and strikes are strikes, and the game is between the players and not the the umpire being involved uh, you know that's just me i think rules should be enforced perfectly when the technology exists to enforce them perfectly but i'll take a dodgers win big game for james outman two triples jason hayward got his first hit as a dodger an infield single and then later his first home run as a dodger will smith had another homer dodgers pounded the rockies 13 to 4 all in all a great game great team win and a lot to be excited for and let's just hope they can put up more than one run tomorrow It's hard to win a baseball game when your opponent hits seven home runs against you, and Chicago learned that the hard way when the Giants came to town. Locked on White Sox in to go over some of the issues. Locked on Giants, loving the long ball. Chicago White Sox absolutely destroyed by the San Francisco Giants on Monday. Hey, I'm Nick Morawski from Locked on White Sox. Giants beat the Sox 12-3 to on the south side. It was the home opener for the Chicago White Sox. It did not go well at all. Uh, Sox only three runs, five hits, home run from Luis Robert Jr. Speaking of the number five, that's how many home runs Michael Kopech gave up. He went four-plus innings, seven earned runs, and five home runs. Sox have an off day on Tuesday. Back to action against the Giants on Wednesday with Dylan Cease on the Hill. For more, check out the Locked on White Sox podcast. Well, well, well. Tough day for those who thought the Giants' offense was cooked after two shutout losses in New York. And also a tough day for those who thought Anthony DiScalfani was cooked after five injury-plagued starts in 2022. This is Ben Kasper with the Locked on Giants podcast. Today, DiScalfani was excellent, and the Giants' offense, they hit not one, 
not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven home runs in this game. So just an excellent all-around day for the offense. They could have had eight. Jock Peterson had a home run rob. David Villar hit two homers. Di Scalfani, like I said, was excellent. So great day for the Giants. Don't overreact to this game. Don't overreact to the first couple losses in New York. All in all, it's early on in the season, and the Giants are 2-2. Two and two, And today's a day for optimism. Coming up, another tough loss for the Cubs. This is Locked On Game to Game MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Baseball is back, so it's the perfect time for you to download FanDuel. New customers get that no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy for you to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to home runs in the game. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Cubs led early, but they coughed it up to Cincinnati, who took full advantage for the win. Locked On Reds and Locked On Cubs have a full breakdown. The Cubs fought the law and the law won. How about Derek Law? What a start to the season for him. Hasn't had a save in a couple of seasons. He gets one tonight in a big way against the Chicago Cubs. Shuts the door as the Reds win 7-6. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And the Reds did exactly what they had to do because Connor Overton kind of pitched how we thought he might. He wasn't very sharp. Gave up some runs. Gave up a lot of base runners. Then pitched deep into the game. But the line Lineup helped. Beautiful hitting. And Jason Vossler kind of seems, it's a little early to really say this, but Brandon Drury-esque? Who knows? Jason Vossler is hitting very well early on in the season. A three-run dinger in this one. Reds get the win. That's three in a row. Gotta love it. Cubs fall to the Reds in a, a really inexcusable defeat. Um... They were, they were leading 3 nothing early, then 6-4 in the fifth. Uh, Drew Smiley came out for a fifth inning after looking very, very fatigued and really struggling all night. Uh, a lot of us were, were hoping Keegan Thompson would come in sooner. Instead, Ross decided to leave Smiley in, try and get one more inning out of him, and it ended up costing him the game. Keegan Thompson then followed after Lute being, being down 7-6 and uh, pitched really well. And then some weird stuff in the seventh inning, a 3-1 bunt from slugger Patrick Wisdom with two on, no out after a walk and a catcher's interference. Just basically doing everything you can to lose a game. Um, really poor decision-making uh, in, in this game. There's, there's nothing else you can say. Some poor defense as well, and uh, just not a good start for the Cubs through four games, uh, uh, doing exactly what uh, the, the opposite of what we were hoping um, to, to start the year. So hopefully they can bounce back. Four games for Tampa so far this year, four victories so far this year. Their latest over the Nationals on Monday night, locked on Rays ecstatic with their team's hot start. That's a historic win for the race. My name is Ulysses Sombrano, host of the Locked On Race podcast. Yes, you heard me right. That's historic because why? The race had never begun a season for an O. I know that's unbelievable. 
but it's true. And how do they do that? Well, with great starting pitching, which has been the theme this whole 2023 season. Yeah, MLB.com did not say that the starting rotation was top 10. Hmm, maybe they were wrong because the starting rotation has only allowed a one single run in four tries. So they are amazing. They are the story of this season so far for the team. And if you want to hear this story and more, join us every day, Monday through Friday, at Locked On Race, on YouTube, and every podcast platform. Six runs early was not enough to salvage the Red Sox pitching problems against Pittsburgh. Locked On Red Sox goes over their latest game. The Red Sox dropped their first game of the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates despite scoring six runs early on. What's going on, everyone? It's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox. And the Red Sox still can win the series against the Pirates, but their pitching has got to improve. The offense has not been the problem this season. We saw three home runs early on for the Red Sox. You had Tristan Casas, you had Rafael Devers, you had Mazataka Yoshida bringing out the dumbbells, showing that really fun personality that we know he has but the pitching continues to be a problem for the Red Sox. And that trend continued on Monday. But Jake and I wrap up this game for you. We break down what went wrong, what went right. And we preview the two pitchers going into Tuesday's game. Check that out on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. A home run derby for the Braves last night as well. Locked on Cardinals is in for post game and a recap. A tough start for Jake Woodford, who had been so good this spring, but the regular season is a different animal, and this Atlanta Braves offense, uh, one of the best in baseball. Woodford continuously leaves the ball up in the zone, and the Braves, they just kept hammering it, sitting three of those over the wall, including a mammoth 473-foot shot by Austin Riley, part of a seven-hit, six-run attack on Woodford, who lasted just four and a third innings tonight. The Cardinals offense played from behind the whole evening and were unable to ever catch up completely as they lose this one by the score of eight to four and the team falls to two and two on the year for all the latest Cardinals news and info. Be sure to check out locked on Cardinals brand new episode coming your way tomorrow. Baltimore starter was pulled early from the game due to injury, but the O's battled tough. They got the win on the road in Texas locked on Orioles and locked on Rangers are in with more. Wow. I mean, who saw that win coming? The Orioles lose Kyle Bradish in the second inning. He gets hit by a line drive, has to leave the game. Luckily, x-rays were negative on Bradish, and hopefully he's back soon. But you got a team that had its bullpen completely taxed, had just given up 27 runs in three games in Boston, and you got to go to the pen against a great Texas lineup in the second inning. And what does the bullpen do? Well, eh, they just mess around and go seven and a third hitless innings against the Rangers for a 2-0 Orioles win. Tyler Wells, he was supposed to be tomorrow's starter. The O's just bring him out of the bullpen. He dominated, and the O's get back to 500 with a big win, 2-0 over the Rangers. I'll break it all down coming up on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. So much for that fixed offense. The Rangers get absolutely blanked offensively. Just one hit and one walk and a 2-0 loss to the Baltimore Orioles. Their first loss of the season. I'm Bryce Paddock, host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. This was a great pitching performance on both sides by the Rangers and the Orioles. The Orioles were just a little bit better than the Texas Rangers. A great start from John Gray. Six and a third innings where he just allowed the two runs on the only two real mistakes that he made of the night. But both of them happened to leave the yard 
one, a home run to Jorge Mateo, the shortstop of Baltimore, and one to Gunnar Henderson, the third baseman of Baltimore, a 2 nothing loss. The only hit was a Josh Young single. The Rangers were even able to avoid a long outing by Kyle Bradish, who was left this game due to injury. A lot of thoughts on both the players who left this game due to injury. Kyle Bradish, the starting pitcher for the Orioles, and Josh Smith, the Rangers player who was hit in the face with a pitch by uh, Colombe. Hopefully they are both okay. A good pitching outing for both of these teams, including Tyler Wells, who was tomorrow's starter, came in and pitched five no-hit innings in relief. Then Felix Bautista came on to close out this Rangers squad. Not a whole lot of offense going. They used up a lot of it in their first couple games. Hopefully the Rangers can find their offense in the second game of the series, and hopefully both those injured players are doing well. Detroit got their first win of the season in probably the most difficult way possible. Locked on Tigers and Locked on Astros go over a chaotic matchup in Houston. Matt Vierling for president of the universe. I'm Scott Bentley of Locked on Tigers. What a ball game. The Tigers finally get their first win of the young season in Houston with a 7-6 victory that went 11 innings. Uh, They almost lost it about 80 million times, but they didn't. They didn't. And Matt Vierling goes four for five with a diving catch as well to save potentially up to three runs in a tie ball game at the time. And his biggest hit of the night is a 426-foot home run to dead center to give them a two-run lead in the 11th inning. Mason Englert has an unbelievable performance, puts his name on the map. The Rule 5 pick goes three innings of shutout ball against the Astros. A lot to talk about, and we will break down this chaotic, hectic, stressful baseball game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Tigers. This is Eric Heisman with the Locked on Astros podcast, and unfortunately, the Astros dropped another game, this time to Detroit Tigers, so now they are 2-3 and on the season. But on the good side, Jordan Alvarez is the fastest player to reach 100 home runs in Astros history, doing it quicker than Lance Berkman has done before. But unfortunately, in this game, it was not enough. Yes, Jose Abreu was able to tie the game in ninth inning with a clutch double but the Tigers just had the magic in them and Hunter Brown it was the tale of two innings where he either allowed four hits and five at bats or he walked three batters and four hitter at bats and that's just the situation where he just gave up two runs and two runs and that's all she wrote in that situation so the Astros now will turn to Framber Valdez to right the ship against the Tigers. Anaheim starting off the season firing on all cylinders and always a little extra sweet when the Halos can get a win at the expense of the Mariners. Locked on Angels goes over how their team got the job done. No, that's not rain in the forecast for the Pacific Northwest. That's the tears of Seattle Mariners fans. What's going on, everybody? It's John Frisch, one half of Locked on Angels, and the Halos take game one up in Seattle, 7-3 to three off the back of a Shohei Otani two-run home run, a Taylor Ward two-run home run to dead center, Luis Renjifo getting two RBIs, and Brandon Drury getting into the mix, adding an RBI and having himself a great game at the plate. Gio Rochella struggled a bit at the plate, but he did flash the leather on defense. He look great at third base. Reed Detmers went four and two-thirds innings pitch, gave up two earned runs and seven strikeouts. And then the bullpen... 
got to give him credit. They held it down. Zero runs, even though we all held our collective breath when Ryan Tapera came in, but they came through and got it done. Mike Trout continues to be the Mariners' dad and got on base five times. What happened? I thought this was America's team. Uh, didn't look like that to me, but Mike and I are going to talk about it all tomorrow on Locked On Angels. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB. Thank you again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On MLB and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.